Hey everyone, how are you? It's Shane Clifford here, and this is Ireland's number one podcast, Shane's Brilliant Podcast, and you're listening to this likely, unless you're on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash podcast. you are probably listening to this Friday morning. Now, usually it goes out on a Thursday morning, but this week it's late because I am absolutely wiped out, wipe out, bollocksed, banjaxed. The tiredness just hit me like a sack of cur pink potatoes falling on a small child. I was bushed, as they say in America. Uh, last night, I basically literally fell, nodded off, standing up on my feet in my kitchen, like an old man in a queue at a credit union. <laughs> Just nodded off. That's how tired I was. I was nearly crying with tears. Did you ever see an old man falling asleep in a queue? One of the most beautiful things that you can see. Because everybody just leaves him alone. And I want that. I'm in my mid I have 40 fucking years to get to that point. Because if I fall asleep now in a queue, standing up, people are going to naturally assume that I am on some form of class A narcotic. Whereas an old man, he can fall asleep anywhere. He can fall asleep in a chair, in the doctor's office. He can fall asleep on a train, in the cinema, in a bush outside your daughter's window. And nobody backs an eyelid. If I fall asleep in a bush outside your daughter's window, I'm going to get my head kicked in. <laughs> so I can't wait until I'm fucking 75 and I can fall asleep anywhere. Now, I've been so tired. I mean, I was trying to get everything done. And I've just been chasing my tail. And it finally caught up with me. Um, By the way, chasing your tail. Do you ever see dogs chasing their tail? It's so stupid. I mean, we all look at it like it's cute. But if that was a human, you'd be worried. You'd be like, does he not know that's his own arse? I mean, that's... Should we not take him to the doctor? But with a dog, people don't care. The dog is like, whose fucking tail is that? <laughs> and he starts running around after it. Like, they say dogs are intelligent. That's what they always say. Oh my, I got a border collie. He's so intelligent. We called him Einstein. They're an intelligent dog. Oh, he called him Einstein. He's intelligent. What can he do? Can he do long division? Is it? Cryptic crosswords. No, 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 he can, uh, he can sit. Oh, he can sit, <laughs> he can sit down. He's just like the real Albert Einstein. What a tribute to the man. Although the real Albert Einstein, as everybody knows, when he used to get sick of doing his theorems, when he needed to take a break from general relativity, he would lie down on the floor and sniff his own crotch. Everybody knows that. So maybe calling your dog Albert Einstein isn't as far-fetched as possible. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Listen, I am so tired. This is, I'm banging this podcast out this week. So this could be absolutely horrendous. <laughs> anyway, I was wrecked. And I'll tell you, it's my own fault. I'm an idiot. I'm a loser. You all know this. On Sunday, I went to the Kilkenny Cat Last Festival down in Kilkenny City, in the Kilkenny County area. And I did uh, just a short spot. Met some fans of the podcast. If they're listening, hello. Thanks for coming. It was nice to talk to you. 
and chat with you. Uh, but on the way there, right, I got a taxi to Houston Station here in Dublin. And it was not a great taxi ride. Listen to this. Get this. The taxi driver was very rude. Now, I don't mind a rude taxi driver because if you ever talk to a taxi driver, you know, like this taxi driver did not want to speak, which is fine by me. Some people get annoyed by that. But by me, that's fucking perfect. I don't want to talk. <laughs> All I want to do is sit there in silence. So it's fine by me. Because when you talk to a taxi driver, what do you fucking do anyway? You've, I have nothing to say to a taxi driver. I always say the same thing that we all say and you feel like a stupid motherfucker after it because it's the most banal, cliched shit. Are you busy? He must hear that 56 times a day. You busy, are you? You on for the night? <laughs> You're just starting and you feel like a fucking idiot. But what else are you supposed to say to a taxi driver? How's your wife? I mean, you can't start with how's your wife to a taxi driver. He'll kick you out of the car. What are you saying about my wife? Although I had a very chatty taxi driver a few weeks back and he was um, sort of very happy, friendly and he, nice guy seemingly, chatting away and I was having the banter with him and he let himself down the last two minutes. He goes, I'll leave you off here because, uh, well, he's, he's Dublin accent. I'll leave you off here. <laughs> because if I drive oh, that's the worst Dublin accent ever because if I drive you around it'll add on seven minutes to the journey why do I sound South African I'll just do my own accent he said I'll leave you here because if I drive you around there it'll add seven minutes to the journey and it'll cost you an extra tenner so I'll leave you here you can just walk over I was like Grant he goes yeah I wouldn't do that to you I'm not like the, some of them Africans and I was like oh you let down in the last minute with the racism there's a lot of racist taxi drivers. That's one of their... their <laughs> Most taxi drivers are fine, but there is quite a high contingent of racist taxi drivers. That's one of the things about taxi drivers. They're either racist or they listen to penpipe music. But anyway, uh, this taxi driver that I had the last day was a lady. Not that that matters. And she was fairly rude. Didn't even say hi when I got into the car. Just drove me on the Uber thing to the train station. And when I got out, I didn't even get out. She dropped me off at the side. And she goes, first thing she said to me the whole ride, she didn't go, fair play, uh, talk to you later, have a good trip, thanks, or anything like that. She said, will you get out quick because there's a car coming behind me. That's all she said. Get out quick, there's a car coming behind me. So then I went into flight or fight mode. And of course, I'm not going to fight her because that would end up in jail and cancelled and everything. So I tried to flee because I went into panic because I don't. She's telling me to get out of her car. It's a time pressure situation. I'm like, all right, OK, OK, I'm going, I'm going. And I'm pulling the fucking handle on the door. And nothing's happening. The door's not opening. And she turns around again and she goes, do you mind getting out there quick please there's a car coming behind me she's getting more stern you see and I'm fucking pulling the thing and there's nothing happening I'm looking behind there's a car pulling up behind us and she turns and looks at me like I'm the biggest fucking idiot that she's ever seen in her life you could just I don't know if you've seen the film The Irishman with uh, Robert De Niro by Martin Scorsese there's a scene in it where 
this guy insults Joe Pesci's character and Joe Pesci gives Robert De Niro a look and he that look you he doesn't have to say anything but you know that he wants Robert De Niro to whack this guy to kill him to make him, make him sleep with the fishes and the, it's just that look and it's really well done because Robert De Niro knows and we know and that's what this taxi driver was like. She turned around. She gave me a look. She didn't have to say anything. But I could tell she thought I was the biggest fucking moron that ever walked the planet Earth. Because I could not open the door. And I, of course I'm sweating now. You know, I'm panicking. My heart is pumping. I'm going into full anxiety mode. She goes, are, are you okay? Can you get out? I said, I'm, I'm pulling the handle. Nothing's happening. And when I said that, I pulled it as hard as I could. And when I pulled it back, you know what happened? The window came down. I was pulling the fucking window. Uh, toggle thing, whatever. The electric window thing. I wasn't pulling the door handle. The door handle was right next to it. A big door handle that looks like a door handle. I was pulling the wrong thing. And I turned to her and I said, Oh my God, I'm such an idiot. I was pulling the window. And she didn't even say anything. She just stared, stared at me. Like you'd stare at a fucking... You know, a fellow who took a shit in your garden in just shock and horror. She just stared at me. And I know I'm going to be getting flashbacks to that moment for the next seven years of my life. <laughs> I am sweating thinking about it. I finally opened the door, got out. She never said anything to me. Anyway, I went to Kill Kenny and I did my set. Went nice enough. And here's where I made a mistake. I had a drink afterwards. A pint of the old black stuff. The Guinness. You know what I'm talking about. Since I moved up to Dublin, I'm gone Guinness crazy. I'm Guinness mad. Can't stop drinking Guinness. And I was never really a big Guinness drinker. Kira's even drinking Guinness. It's, it's being in Dublin just seeps into you and it turns you into one of them. You, it starts off with you're drinking cappuccinos that cost four seventy nine, and now all of a sudden I'm wearing a big long coat past my knees I've got a scarf on and I'm drinking Guinness and reading Flann O'Brien books you know <laughs> and anyway so I had a Guinness this is at 7 o'clock uh, then I had another and by 10 o'clock I was going to myself alright no man I'm fucking tired you know, I've been so busy. I better go home to bed, uh, into the hotel room. I'm fucking wrecked. Fuck this. I'm just going to slip off. I won't say anything. I'll just finish this pint. Cut to half three in the morning. I'm fucking on my knees doing a breakdancing thing to the song Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand. And I was talking to all these. I woke up the next day with the fear. I was talking to all these comedians that I know and then others that I don't know and people who are like industry people who I'm so terrible at networking with. It's embarrassing. I'm talking to them and I'm telling them. I have flashbacks to me telling them a story that involves me ejaculating at the age of 16. Okay, I'm not even going to tell you the story. It's not a very good story. It's disgusting. But this is a half tree in the morning. I'm telling industry people about me ejaculating. Nobody's laughing. 
Nobody's finding this amusing. Nobody wants to hear about my teenage semen. This is prime fear stuff the next day. Oh my God. What did I say that to him for? Sweating. So on uh, Monday, I have one of those hangovers. Uh, It starts off like it's not really a hangover. It's just a sweat. Do you ever get one of them? You don't have a headache. You don't feel a sore stomach. It's just a sweat, a seeping, creeping malaise just appears over your body. Like a fucking poison ivy. And I tell you, I was so it seeped into me. And by the afternoon, I was so hungover with that weight of hangover, like a heavy hangover, that I was reading Wikipedia about the space race between the old Soviets and what are they lads called? Or the US. And I was reading about Laika, the doggy that the Russians sent up to space. And I was so hungover. I was reading about this dog that went up to space. I fucking started weeping. (laughs) Do you ever have those hangovers where you just fucking start crying at ads? You know what I mean? I don't know if anyone has ever gotten teary-eyed to a Wikipedia page before. (laughs) That's the level of hangover I had. Eight hours of solid drinking. I mean, it was a good laugh with comedians and eating pizza and doing all this stuff, but... It's not worth it because I was bollocks on the Monday, bank holiday Monday, crying to fucking Wikipedia, went into town, saw Leo Varadkar walking around, which, you know, you no one wants to see. If you, <laughs> I saw Leo, that's how this country is. Leo Varadkar is like, basically, he's the number two politician in Ireland, but he's really the number one one, isn't he? Like, he's really got most of the power, I think. Micheál Martin doesn't, I don't know. I don't understand politics. Especially Irish politics. I haven't a clue what's going on. But I see Leo Varadkar just walking around. That'd be like, what's your one's name? Um, I can't even remember her name. Naomi Harris? No, it's not. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Walking around fucking New York City. And you don't want to see Leo Varadkar when you're hungover, do you? You don't want to see him when you're drunk. You don't want to see him at all. And it just gave me a sick feeling in my stomach. I'm thinking about this taxi driver. I'm thinking about this dog that went to died in space. I'm seeing Leo Varadkar. I says to Kira, fuck this, let's get pizza. So I went to this new pizza place. I'm not even going to mention the name of it. In case they come after me. But there's this new pizza place in town. And it's very, as they say, bougie. I didn't notice at the time. You buy pizza slices. Guess how much a fucking full pizza costs inside there. Are you guessing? I'll give you four seconds to guess. Think about it now. 40 euro. 40 euro for a full fucking pizza. Can you believe that? I didn't get a full pizza. I got a pizza slice. And when I went in there, you know what it was full of? The kind of people who can afford to pay 40 euro for a pizza. I hated them and... Just by walking in there, it was a place you would say has a lot of vibes. And there was people in there that looked like they came out of Love Island, tans, perfect hair, big bright teeth, shoes with no socks. Uh, when they actually do have socks. Oh, I'm going to wear socks that are too small so you can't see that I'm wearing socks, but I'm actually wearing socks. Fuck off. 
And I was in there hating life. I'm after seeing every all this Varadkar just moments before give me a sick feeling in my stomach. I'm in there. I'm trying to order pepperoni pizza and I'm standing in the queue. And one of these big fucking uh, dickheads with their sockless shoes. Johnny does. Oh, he walks back. Right. After getting his slice of pizza on his plate. Margarita only. <laughs> he walks back. And he stands next to me, right? He's talking to his mate, as they say up here. All right, mate. And then when he does, he takes a step back, hits off me, knocks me out of the queue. All right? This is a big fucking cunt. He steps backwards, knocks me nearly over. Okay? Does he even turn around to apologize? No! Because he's a big, rich, no-sock prick. That's why. He doesn't give a fuck. Now, I was with Kira. And let me tell you, if she wasn't there to put a stop to me, I, I, I wouldn't have done anything either. I wouldn't have done anything either way. <laughs> but I did fucking uh, get angry in a pizza place. And I hated it. I was like, I hate this pizza place. But I was in the queue and I was hungry. I spent six fifty on a small shitty slice of pizza full of uh, little place full of the worst kind of people that you've ever seen in your life. Fucking hell. How do people live like that? Just not knowing what's going on around them. They just live in their own head. Just because I'm a fella who smells probably. All right. I've been drinking since the day before. I generally smell anyway. <laughs> and I look, you know, I'm not ha handsome. So they don't give a shit. And I've got like shoes that have four stripes. And so I'm invisible to them. You know what I mean? And I'll never darken that pizza place's door again. As long as I live. I'm boycotting it. <laughs> so then by last night. I. Oops. Nope. So then to make things worse. I have a gig on Monday night, bank holiday Monday night. I'm fucking shattered, man. It's my own fault. I'm not complaining about any. I'm, I know I'm, this is a big moany podcast. It's basically a fella moaning. <laughs> Must be great for you to. Next week, I'll be back to maybe doing, uh, you know, a podcast where I, I've taught. I'm not just roaring into the microphone. But this week, I had that fucking gig on Monday night. Went down to the club. Went in there. You know how many people were there? About eight. And they were all tourists. And I hate performing to tourists because they're pricks. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Most tourists are fine. But sometimes you can have them like... They just wanted you to do stuff about being Irish to do this and uh, Americans do that. Americans drink small beers and Irish people drink a lot of beers you know and they love that and that's fine but I went down there uh, there was about eight people there I'm sweating I can't even remember my material I'm so fucking hungover I'm crying to space dogs I get up on the stage and I have 20 minutes of dying bombing comedy death which is the worst kind of death I would prefer to be taken out the back of a super value and hit with a homemade guillotine than have to 
die on stage. It's and I'm not I'm not talking like a half bomb. I'm talking full bomb, twenty minutes, nothing, silence, nada. I'll tell you how bad bad it was going because I wasn't in the right frame of mind either. I'm panicking up there. I'm sweating. My heart is pumping. I'll tell you how bad the fucking <laughs> how bad it went. Jesus Christ. I was doing one of my stupid jokes to silence and a fella kind of went like this. <laughs> and I went, this guy knows what I'm talking about. Fucking hell. This guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the most cringy stand-up thing you can say. Yo, this guy knows what I'm talking about. And he probably didn't know what I was talking about. I was talking about socks or something. By the way, that reminds me another thing that made me upset. I don't know. I might have said this, but I can't remember. A few weeks ago, outside St. Stephen's Green Shopping Center, I saw a man and he had two pairs of socks. Or he had a pair of socks on his feet. And they were stunning white with a red... uh, lying going around them and I was like Jesus Christ that prick with his matching socks and it remind it made me realize that you know you hear people saying that internet trolls and people who hate you for being creative or even just normal everyday bullies what they really hate is themselves and I used to always be thinking you know that's a lot of bullshit man but then when I got angry at this poor German man he looked German you can tell a German for having nice, clean, matching socks, I realized what I was actually getting angry at was me for having two dirty, mismatched, fucking grey and blue socks. You know? Because I remember, I thought, I was like, look at that. I mean, what a stupid thing to get angry for. Look at him with his matching socks. Who the fuck does he think he is? It's far from matching socks you were raised, son. <laughs> anyway. I died on my arse, 20 minutes, and it was one of those ones, you know when you're, die, when you're going to die is when you usually can tell 30 seconds in where you're like, oh, fuck it. This 20, this 20 minutes is going to be hellish. And it was. And then the next night, I was feeling a bit better. Tuesday night, I had another gig. I was still tired. And I did it. And... It was, there was a table of American teenage, not teenagers, college aged girlies and fucking hell. Like I'm not an edgy comedian whatsoever. I'm not, I'm not one of these leather jacket fucking Jim Jeffries types. Okay. Um, I basically just said the words Al Qaeda. All right. Nothing isn't, I'm not going, I love Al Qaeda. I'm not saying Al Qaeda are a great bunch of lads. <laughs> I'm not saying I wish I was in Al Qaeda. You know, bring back. I wasn't saying anything like that. I just said Al-Qaeda. And the fucking table full of American girls nearly had a breakdown. (gasps) You could hear them all collectively gasp. And it was like that for the rest of the set. I said the word come, I think, and they nearly fainted. But sometimes it's fun to do that kind of thing, (laughs) you know. Like I said, I'm not like one of these fucking tough guy comedians, which I always find silly a bit because I know that every comedian that I've ever met, no matter how tough they pretend they are, 
are ha- fucking hollow little man children, <laughs> even the women, you know. Um, and so the idea of a tough, um, take no prisoners comedian is kind of funny to me. But anyway, so that's why I was fucked. Basically my own fault. Um, gigging, but mostly because I drank so much, like I spent so silly money on Sunday night. Um, and that's why the podcast is late. So that's not happening anymore. I know I've said this 15 times in the last year. I'm stopping the gatting. No more gat. Gat is out the window. If you see me gatting on the street, slap that gat out of my hand and spit in my face. Call my mother and tell her that I'm a bold boy because I am off it. It's over. Isn't that right, Georgie? Uh, Georgie has nothing to say on the matter. By the way, speaking of crying at things, I saw a very good, moving, beautiful film. You might have seen it already. It's called On Colleen Kewen. It's an Irish language film. And me and the Irish language have a very... Uh, I can't, <laughs> you can't say that you're not a fan of the Irish language because people actually get very upset. It's not that I'm not a fan of it. It's just I don't really care about it. And even if I say that, I said that one time on Twitter and I got fucking fellas coming at me left, right and centre. You could go on Twitter and say, I am a child molester and you wouldn't get as much. (laughs) You wouldn't get as much heat. And if you say, I don't really care about the Irish language. But anyway, the uh, film, Colin Kuhn, it's this Irish film. And it's set in the late 70s. It doesn't say, but I deduced it was set in the late 70s. Went to see it in the cinema with Kira, And she loved it. I loved it. I recommend it. It's a tearjerker. You'll be crying, uh, you know, and you'll be learning Irish. You'll be remembering. You're going, oh, Jesus, I know that word from school. You know, every time they say a word like finog and schnachta. They're the only words I remember. Schnachta. Remember bully. Bully, bully. Something, something, something. Bully. Bo- I must look up Bully. He wasn't just, he wasn't Irish, was he? Was that like Danish or something? Bully. Bully. Animated series. Bully is a French animated thing. All right, we got to put on Bully and the Gale. I have to put on the theme tune. Look at him, he's a cunt. Put on your stupid nose, you bastard. Come on, where's the song? Bully, bully. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Bully, bully. There we go. Bully, bully. That's a thing that I watched and all 90s Irish children watched in our youth in a language that I didn't understand, Irish. And I watched, I used to watch it every fucking day. Anyway, go and see Colleen Kuhn. Really good acting. uh, Really lovely story. Really well filmed. Really enjoyed it. I didn't think I'd enjoy it, but I really did. And then I saw Jackass 4 uh, the next day at home. And that's a completely different kind of film, right? There's no heart rendering uh, moments of love between a father 
and a child <laughs> or feelings of, uh, you know, loss and uh, Western Irish or depression or whatever. It's all fellas basically showing their mickeys on camera. But it was a good laugh. I really enjoyed Jackass 4. And I was one of those early jackass lovers when I was I was the right age for it I was like 13 when it came out and I remember the first time I saw it I couldn't believe what I was seeing and I sadly embarrassingly to say became a person who tried to uh, ape them who tried to do jackass things jumped out my bedroom window nearly broke my back um what else did I do ate a snail so stupid got a rat trap on my finger uh, I stapled staples into my forehead being a fucking idiot and you know I could have killed myself because of Jackass and it was good to see the lads again anyway I recommend Jackass and I recommend Colleen Kewen you know what I just realised it is 10 years since the um, Coney 2012 video came out remember that Coney 2012 it was like I mean, you probably know what it is, but in case you don't, it was like the very first viral video. Like, it wasn't the first viral video, but like, I mean, it went so viral. It went super, it was so viral, it was on the news. That was back in the day when a viral video would go on, like, would be on Sky News. Because it was so such a novelty. And it was like 60 million views in a couple of days, which, I mean, Rihanna puts out a song now where it's just... It's the, it does that in an hour but back then that was insane and it was about this warlord wasn't it who was exploiting children in Uganda called Joseph Coney and the pressure uh, the, this guy made it I can't remember his name James Russell or something something Russell and the video got so big so fast and it was so much uh, speculation and stuff around it that the fucking guy who made the video had a complete psychotic breakdown. Remember that? And you know what happened to him? Remember? Do you remember? I think we've kind of wiped it out of our memory. He was filmed about two weeks after the video came out. Completely naked, masturbating on the street. Which is never a good thing to happen. That's how you know it's time to make some changes in your life. If you're masturbating out in the street, in the middle of the day, screaming, uh, you know, obscenities, it's time to make a change. Like Michael Jackson said, it's time to take a look at the man in the mirror. You know, hopefully with your clothes on. He, and I remember, it's kind of tragic, obviously. Because he seemed like he was a normal fella, you know. And the pressure of this internet fame got so big that he just broke. And if I ever was had a break and was masturbating in public on video, that would be me. One way trip, name changed to Cambodia, living in the hills. I'm never coming back. <laughs> if there was a video of me masturbating in my bed, I'd be in Cambodia. You know, especially with my deformed penis. Well, it's not deformed. It's not the best. <laughs> I was just talking with a couple of people the last night about Orlando Bloom. Remember Orlando Bloom's penis? If you haven't seen it, take a look at this. And I'm talking to all you straight men as well. This is a beautiful penis. This is one of the most beautiful penises I've ever seen. And I, I've said this before, but at, with the advent of, of hardcore top speed pornography, my generation of men uh, and women has seen more penises than any other generation in the history of the world. Haven't we? 
<laughs> if you think about it, we've, I mean, I know back in the old days, nobody had clothes in the savannah, but I, you still, there was only about 50 of you in the tribe. You only saw about 50 penises in your life. You only lived to 20. Now, I think I would say I've definitely seen more than 5,000 penises. Different ones. And that's not right. That must do something to your brain. Man was not meant to see 5,000 penises. All right? That's my belief. But, um... Oh, yeah, was it Orlando Bloom's... I don't know what I'm talking... I'm talking about Orlando Bloom's penis, for God's sake. But we were talking about last night. It's a very fine penis. Have a look at it. You know, it's, it's... As penises go, it's one that I'd want myself. If I could choose my penis, I'd choose Orlando Bloom's penis. For myself. That's just my own taste. But anyway, I better sort of prepare stuff for next week because (laughs) I started talking about how tired I am. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm talking about the penis of Orlando Bloom. And I don't know how I got here. And I don't want to be here. (laughs) Um, It's summer. It's June, isn't it? And it's a fucking weird time. Because it doesn't feel like it was summer. Is it just me or has summer gone by so fast that it's almost over? It seems to have gone in the blink of an eye. June already. And maybe it's just because I'm getting older and growing up and time is shortening. Or maybe I don't notice summer anymore. You know, I'm too busy chasing my tail like a like a stupid dog. Remember summers when you were young, when you were like in you know, sixth class, first year. Endless possibilities ahead of you. You'd leave the class in May or wherever or whatever. Say bye to the stupid prick of a teacher that you'll never see again, thank God. And say bye to your friends because you're not going to see them until September, which might as well be a hundred years from now. Summer just cast before you. Three fucking months. Three months! That's like a slice of eternity. And you've all this time to fill. And now you don't have any time. Everything is shit now. <laughs> in your adult life. You don't have time. You're getting up in the morning. You're going fucking making a, having a half a banana for breakfast, getting on a car to do an hour and a half commute to work, sitting in an office, typing numbers into a computer that you don't even know what it means. All day long, drinking caffeine to stay awake, which means you can't get to sleep. Going home, putting your microwave dinner into the microwave oven, falling asleep on the couch at two o'clock in the morning, waking up again to do it all over again until you die. <laughs> and nowadays, it's oh, everything is terrible. I actually have come to the conclusion that everything is terrible. All the bad news you get all day long on your phone, wars here, fucking murders here, shootings there. And it's just non-stop. And then, you know, you can't get anywhere. You can't get a doctor's appointment. Have you tried to get a doctor's appointment recently? It's impossible. You ring up and they're like, oh no, we only take emergencies now. You're, you'll, have to, you'll have to wait a month if you want to see the doctor for a checkup. And you're like, well, my testicle detached last night and fell onto the kitchen floor. And she goes, oh, but do you have another testicle? Yeah, I still have the other one. All right, okay, then... Um, what about three weeks? You'll survive. But back when you were young, I don't know, maybe it's just life gets like that as you get older. Because every generation says the same. 
when you're a child though, and you had all that time out ahead of you, it didn't feel like it was going to end up like this. You know, I remember there's tracks, train tracks going from St. Brendan's Park all the way back to Phoenix, where St. Brendan came from. And me and my friends would walk them at summer. Walk all the way back to Phoenix. And it was beautiful. You'd leave at nine in the morning. You wouldn't come home till six at night. And we used to walk back there. Because what happened was in the 1920s, when Ireland became independent, we said, fuck the trains. We don't want trains. They're British. We don't understand them. We don't understand them. <laughs> we want a donkey and cart. Trains are too English or something. I think that's what they said because they got rid of all the trains. And now you still can't get a train to Donegal. I'll never be in Donegal in my life. I know. How do you get there? I can't drive. There's no chance. Moses had more chance of seeing and living in the promised land than me seeing Donegal. All right. Because of the Irish rail system. It's a joke. Uh, was, it, is, was that what happened? Was it too British? Were they like, no, man, fuck that, man. We're not having trains, man. Eh? Anyway, so it is all these disused rail lines across the country. And me and my friends used to leave and walk back there and we'd be getting up to all boy things that boys would do when you're 12 or 13 in the summer. Smoking cigarettes, throwing stones at uh, broken down cars, making faces at cows, taking shits behind uh, bricks, you know? in uh, stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about. I'm getting up to boy things. And it felt a bit like Lord of the Rings or something. That's how epic your adventures used to be. You're getting up to adventures. And it felt like Lord of the Rings. But I mean, you were only walking to Phoenix, but <laughs> it felt like Lord of the Rings or something or stand by me without the body. And one day, me and my friends walked all the way back. Long day. And we got out to... I think we got halfway to Phoenix at around 2 o'clock. And we said, fuck this. We'll go back. But we didn't want to walk back. So what do we do? We walked out onto the main road. And we started thumbing. Hitchhiking. Which, you know, was deemed dangerous in about 1972. <laughs> and there was about four of us young fucking BO-ridden, pimply... Bo skinny boys coming. There's no one's going to pick us up. What were we thinking? The best we could hope for is a paedophile. A paedophile, an ambitious one. <laughs> That's the best we could hope for. An ambitious paedophile who sees four young boys and goes, I'm having a bit of that. Let's see what happens here. Because nobody in their right mind is going to pick up four boys and drives them into the trilly. So we were coming for ages. And this car drives past us and it kind of slowed down as if to take a look at us, right? So we thought we're in here. And the car sped off again and we got upset. So what we did was we, we, we weren't uh, tough boys, so we were kind of uh, cowards. So we pretended to throw stones at it. We didn't actually pick up any stones, but we pretended like we were throwing them at him. Like, fuck you, and pretended to throw stones so he could see in his mirror that we were throwing stones. Anyway, the car stopped and did a big screech. Did a big U-turn. So what did we do? We ran, legged it, hightailed it into the bushes and hid in the long grass. And this guy pulled in, got out of his car, 
and came after us. And he came into the area where we were with the high grass. It was like a scene out of a fucking, he was like a velociraptor in the kitchen in Jurassic Park. We were hiding. And he comes in and he's got a polo shirt on and, you know, pants with paint in them and big boots. And he's like a dad, an angry dad. And he starts going, where are you, boys? Where are you, boys? Where are you, you fuckers? So we're shitting ourselves. Where are the biggest pussies going? We think we're class walking back to tracks. We're actually, we're actually in biggest, <laughs> we're the four nerdiest boys in Gallusfield, truly. Anyway, he finds us. It's not that hard. It takes him about 10 seconds. <laughs> and he starts screaming at us. What the fuck are you doing? Throwing stones in my car. How dangerous that is. So I had to go, hey, no, uh, we weren't throwing stones. We were only playing. We weren't actually throwing stones. We were just messing, I swear to God, mister. You know, like I see fellas saying the films, mister. <laughs> and he goes, oh, all right. And he starts laughing. And he goes, ah, boys will be boys, I suppose. And he goes, I'll give you a lift. I'll give you a lift into Tralee. And we said, brilliant. This couldn't have worked out any better. So we pile into the car, all four of us, and we had to banter with him. Where are you from? Where? Are you, what are you doing? Ah, I remember my day. We used to kiss girls. Now you're throwing fake stones at cars. <laughs> he was making the fun of us. And we got into Tralee and we made a friend. And that's something that never happens on a summer day now where you go out at nine o'clock in the morning and as an adult and you make a friend. You know? You go out now at nine o'clock in the morning, you make enemies in bougie pizza places that you want to kill and fellas with clean socks. That's what happens. But back then, you'd make a friend out of an enemy. And he drove us into town and it was a really nice moment. Until he drove us straight into the guard station <laughs> and brought us in and our parents had to collect us. What a cunt. What a cunt. I'll never forget that man as long as I live. All right, that's the end of the podcast. I'm going to be back on schedule next week. By if I, Like I said, if I have to take fucking cocaine, I'll be back on schedule. If I have to quit my job and say, Hey, boss, I got to get my podcast out for these fuckers. It's going to be on schedule. But I'm going to try and enjoy the summer as well. And I'm going to get up to adventures. And if you have any adventures, let me know what you get up to. Mostly my adventure, if I think about it, will be me lying in bed until one o'clock in the day. And then going and eating some hot dogs. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Cheers. Nice one. Thanks. And hobnob. <laughs>